Hello, babe, and welcome to the Lucky Biz Podcast, a weekly deep dive into the exciting world of small business and web design, created especially for the brightest babes in the biz. We're your hosts and co-founders of web design agency Lucky Night Studio, me, Naomi, and me, Louise. We're here to sprinkle some inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of luck into your enterprising journey. We founded our web design agency, Lucky Night Studio, because we felt there wasn't enough online representation for bold, colorful, and personality-packed business owners. We've carved out a space for women who love running their business and their lives with a little extra pizzazz. We'll be bringing you expert advice and life lessons from our combined 20 years web design and freelancing experience, plus plenty of tips and tricks to help your small business thrive in the digital world. We'll cover everything from crafting an irresistible brand to designing stunning websites that captivate and convert your dream customers. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or just getting started, this podcast is designed to be your lucky charm. Expect Prosecco, real talk, laughter, and a sprinkle of magic throughout each episode. After all, who says running a business shouldn't be fun? If you're a savvy entrepreneur looking to take your small business to the next level, then you've come to the right place. So get ready for jargon busting, cautionary tales, and a whole lot of girl power. You're listening to the Lucky Biz Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hey! How's it going? Oh, so good. How are you? Yes, perfect. Loving life at the moment. How's you? Really good. We had a very, um, we've had a very exciting morning. So it is Sunday afternoon. It's Sunday afternoon, isn't it now? Um, Oh my goodness, yes. And we've spent the morning doing some really fun and exciting photo shoot stuff. Yeah. So more to be shared on that in a couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Photo shoots are always good with us because we just cannot stop taking the piss out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're so funny. They're so funny. And I think that's the best way to approach stuff like that because I think as much as we put on like a brave face, neither of us are natural behind the camera. It's not our favourite thing. No. So, being able to have that like person to bounce off against and just make it more fun. Yes, yes, absolutely so, uh, lifesaver. Yeah. So, so thank you, thank you. <laughs> All good. Absolute treat. What are we talking about on the podcast today, my babe? So today we are finally going to listen to everyone oh. rather than just us talk. Oh, um, uh, we're having an agony art day. Uh, so we got some questions that we kind of we put out on Instagram, mm-hmm. asking if anyone had any questions for us um but if you do have questions as well do reach out to us we're always well we're always trying to help anyway so we're always, yeah. we're trying to help we try our best yeah not quite sure no <laughs> um but yeah so that's what we're gonna chat about today amazing i love the sound of this and um yeah i put this out on instagram a couple of times just to see what sort of things people are struggling with not just with squarespace but with websites in general yeah. and anything and businesses business and, and digital stuff and we've yeah. got a lot of responses so yeah, so we're gonna pick a few of these and mm-hmm. we'll kind of maybe keep doing these so if you do have a question just reach out to us perfect so the first one is going to be for you oh, if you're ready for it. Into it so bethany asks um i know you said we shouldn't use linktree but what about having four or five links in the instagram app oh okay so yeah i did a post on our instagram and written a couple of blogs about it as well i think about why we shouldn't use link sharing apps like Linktree um, yeah. I can't think of any others off the top of my head 
which are basically apps that you put five of your top website links in. People can then click one link from your Instagram bio and see that link. But the issue with those is it's not on your own website. Yeah. So you're actually actively driving traffic away yeah. from your own site. Um, they don't share that information with you, so you can't track those analytics. Mm-hmm. And you're also asking a lot of your users. So they're clicking on a link somewhere. If they don't see a link that it really clearly and quickly explains what it is that they want to do, it's not that like they can just click on your logo at the top and get to your homepage. Yeah, like they're trapped true. in this weird little netherworld. So you're going to end up with people just bouncing away. Yeah. And actually, Instagram released an update um, a few weeks ago now where they give you a standard four or five links in your Instagram I did not profile. know that. Yeah, oh, okay. so you can click on one link at the top and it sort of expands a little list. Oh, nice. And from there you can have several, which is a better option. Yeah, definitely. I but agree. it's still not ideal. No. Because, again, you have like a few words to use to mm. give people exactly what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And if they don't see that... They're gone. Yeah. They're lost. Whereas when I click a link on someone else's Instagram bio and it goes to a coordinated links page on their actual website, when you don't see something that you need immediately, you can just click on the logo. The homepage. Yeah. Yeah. And you can navigate yourself and do your own research and like figure it out a bit more. So yes, it's a better option. The best option, in my opinion, will always be having a page on your website just dedicated to your social media links. Yeah. So we've got a blog on our website about how to do this in Squarespace. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to do on other platforms as well. That is what you should be doing if possible. Um, Yeah, Instagram, better than Linktree, but the best option will always be on your own website. Yeah, Collect that traffic, get that data, Yes. get users channeling to you. Exactly, yeah, because then you've got the analytics to review it. SEO, it's all brownie points because people are going to then directly to your website. Mm. Um, And yeah, and I I know myself that I've gone, oh, I like the look of that. It's generally like a product or something when I'm late night scrolling as you do. And then I go and it's like this Linktree with just like so many links as well that I'm like, Okay, I, I can't find it, and I, I just give up. Yeah, you know, I'm just like it's a loss. Yeah, you know, and probably from from my better from my bank account, but you know. Well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> but, but you don't want that for your customers, do you? No, they obviously want it. So. Yeah, and also it is frustrating when you see something online that you're like, I absolutely love that. I need that in my life. I want that in my life. Yeah, and then you can't find it. It pisses you off. Yeah, it's really annoying, and that isn't what we want to be doing for our customers. No, so don't do that. Get uh, your own website links page instead. Definitely, good choice. Thank you. (laughs) So I've got one for you now. So Alison asks, would you recommend moving from WordPress to Squarespace? Yes. (laughs) No more. Um, Yes, absolutely. So so WordPress is very popular um, content management system, um, but there's a huge amount of issues with it. So the way that it works and it has, uh, it uses, uh, it's called PHP kind of under the hood as well as lots of other different languages they have tried to move forward but because a lot of what it's based on it's a security risk it's um, a lot of bloat so that means it will slow down your website massively um and yeah and also it's very because of the security risk very easy to hack i mean as a a developer i've had lots of people say that they've lost access to the wordpress because people have gone into it Mm. and they can um that means that they can steal any emails that you've collected from your customers um 
And yeah, and, and like like customer purchasing data. Customer purchasing, yeah. So so the payment shouldn't be there. It's kind mm-hmm. of handled off off on a different server, but it's definitely got their address, their name, their email, their telephone number. You know, so generally it's kind of enough to. That's definitely a massive want. issue. Exactly. So so there is that, um, and yeah, like it's very slow, very clunky, quite inflexible. You know, mm. it's not something that we ever work with, you know, no. and I don't think we ever will. It's just, um, I can see why it was popular and I think it stayed popular because a lot of people know it and they feel mm. safe with it. But um, It was kind of the OG, wasn't it? Oh, the definitely. original kind of yeah. build your own website. But um, you said a little bit there about sort of bloat and slowing down. Mm. Why is that an issue? Yes, that's an issue for uh, Google, basically. So for your SEO, search engine optimization. Um, they want it to be super fast. Um, and if it's taking quite a while to load, because what that's doing is uh, basically your phone says, I want to look at this. It goes off to a server and it says, give me this. And it comes back. The issue with WordPress is that they share it with huge amounts of other websites. Mm-hmm. So those servers hold so much data that when you say, can you give me the data that I need? It goes, hold on, let me just look through my little... Let me look through my, my little, file of facts. This little, little, little guy inside the little box there. <laughs> Not quite how it works, but that's how I like to imagine it. Um, yes, and so that's kind of why it takes so long. So it's not nice for your user, it's not nice for search engine optimization, it's not secure. And you also don't have the plugins that come with WordPress as well. While it looks like a lot, um, anyone can do it. There's no rules. Anyone can make a plugin. We can just make a plugin. So there's no security, there's no checks. Whereas other ones with like uh, Squarespace and things like that, they often have to be kind of checked by Squarespace because they come, you know, mm. from them and, and added on that way. So, yeah, so it's it's a risky game, I would say. So I would always recommend move away. That sounds, yeah, that sounds really risky. I think, yeah, just everything you said there, the implications to your users and your customers are massive. Yeah. You know, they can't access your site quickly, so they're going to get frustrated, they're going to leave, they're going to lose faith and trust yeah. in you and what you provide. I mean, the data breach is yeah. terrifying. Or also, just as I've remembered, some of my uh, other clients had, it often will lose like your save. So say you've made a load of edits oh. to your website. I don't know if you've ever had that. And then it's, it's lost, you know, and there's not like backups and stuff like that. And it's a nightmare. The amount of times, and they can be easily wiped. It's just a nightmare. It really, now, yeah. I'm, now I'm remembering all the horror stories that I've had to do with it where I've just got like that email, like, oh, my whole website's gone. I don't know what's happened. You're like, how? how yeah. did this? But they're just, yeah. Not recommended. So that's Louise's word. If you are on WordPress and you hate it, run, run, <laughs> run. Get Squarespace, get something else, get your site professionally done, whatever yes. you like. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's not not the best tool. Mm. Right, up next. So Joe asks, if I create a new website with Squarespace, do I get to keep my business email address? Yes. Because your email address is linked to your domain name, which yeah. is the name of your website and not to your... Can you give me an example, please? Okay, so we have our website is higher at luckynightstudio.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Our website is also luckynightstudio.co.uk. Yeah. We own the domain name mm-hmm. and the email is linked to that domain name. So the domain name, domain name, God, well you got it, is luckynightstudio.co.uk. Yeah. So then we own that and can make email addresses based on that domain name. Yeah. When you move from somewhere like WordPress, say, and you own the domain and you own those email addresses to something like Squarespace, you still own the domain. You just yeah. transfer the existing domain name of your website to your new website provider, which would be Squarespace. Mm-hmm. So as long as you already own those things, yes, you can absolutely keep them. Yes, definitely. And if you don't already have them, 
you can purchase them and set them up through Squarespace. Yes. So exactly. It, that's where it's linked. It's not actually linked to your physical website. Yeah. That is just an the, online The domain name is just pointing. And you point and say, okay, now look at this piece of code, look mm-hmm. at this piece of code. So um, I know when we do, we've got a lot of client work that kind of come in. We always try and uh, you know say to them, unless they're really, really against it, that they should purchase their own domain name. It shouldn't be managed and it shouldn't be kept by your um, developer or web hosting or something like that. It's too risky. It's too risky. What if something was to happen and you couldn't get hold of them? Um, You know, you know, because that is such an integral part of your business. Yeah. um, That you don't want to be losing it. So yeah, I always try and get people to buy that yourselves. Definitely. Definitely. You see it on. It happened on. um, I don't know if you saw it. It happened on The Apprentice. They did like a uh, like business task where they had to set up like a business and and pitch it and what this woman had done is like set up all of her branding and her business name and stuff and then she went to speak to the the business guru guy and he was like well actually i've just bought your domain name so what are you going to do now yeah because you've set this business up you named it you've printed all your brand assets you've printed all your stickers but you didn't buy the domain so what are you going to do now yeah yeah so that should really be as soon as you've thought of a name yeah make sure that that domain is available Buy it, yeah, and then everything else. They're cheap, yeah. They're yeah. Like ten pounds. They're a generally year. like ten pounds a year. You'll be if if they're more, um, I would probably try and find a different name. To yeah, be yeah. <laughs> to be honest, because they can they can go ridiculous prices. Yeah. I've seen some that are like twenty thousand. Oh, know? I mean, you just get online and try and buy Google.org. Just try oh, it. Yeah. Just yeah. try yeah. it. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> well, for me, <laughs> not sure anyone else. For everyone, for everyone. Okay, your turn. Your turn. Yeah. So Lizzie asks. Everyone tells me I should have cookies on my website, but I'm worried about getting into trouble. I don't know what they are. Right. That is a good question. Yeah. So what are cookies? What so, are cookies? Cookies on the web, not delicious chocolate chip and mm. mint ones. Mint? Um, and mint. You've got to have mint in there as well. Mint chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Speak my language, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sidetracked now. I'm just thinking about what cookies. cookies what are cookies? That's all right. I was just like, oh, delicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, so on, on websites, cookies are, they're a way to track users, basically. So this is um, a bit of code that will tell your website where that person has been, if they're logged into other things, such as Facebook and Google, and maybe where they're going after that. That's the simplicity of it. You can keep passwords and things in it, but generally, it's just keeping a log of your history of where you've gone on the web. And why do they do that? So they do that mainly for analytics. Mm-hmm. So Squarespace comes with um, analytics out of the box, and that does use cookies underneath the hood to kind of track yeah. what people are people are going. You can obviously turn that off if that's not for you, um, but generally it's very helpful. In the Europe now, in the EU, yeah. and, uh, GDPR means that we have to just clarify to users and it's an opt-in rather than them just being opted in generically. Yeah. So often you'll see that banner at the bottom and you just say, okay, and if they say no to it, um, then you won't be able to see analytically kind of where they've come from, like whether they've found you on Google or whether they've come from a social networking site. So that's kind of... And people use cookies mostly, so it's analytics, but they use it largely for sort of target stats don't they it's so yeah. you understand the the behavior mm-hmm. of your users online and you can target ads at them yeah target ads yeah analytics mm-hmm. uh it can also be for passwords so that like um you'll probably see it when that when you've got that icon saying that you can log into through google oh yeah that's setting that's up setting yeah. up yeah cookies so it means you don't have to keep logging in so there's lots of helpful things of it it's not always mm. not always bad but 
yeah, it's something that if you're not sure, always just kind of pop us a, a message. We can always help out. But if you're in Europe and you've got any analytics anywhere that you're seeing people's data, you do need to have that. And uh, yeah, you do by law. So. so just to dig into Lizzie's question a little bit, she's saying everyone tells me I should have cookies on my website. But if she doesn't have cookies on her website, all that means is she's not collecting that data. Yeah. So yeah. she's not breaking the law. She's by not breaking the law. It doesn't, yeah. So Squarespace, as I said, does it by default. So mm-hmm. she would have to turn that off, but it doesn't show the cookies by default, which is quite annoying. Oh. But there'll be lots of other platforms that do the same. I think WordPress, again, most of the plugins, they use cookies, but again, mm-hmm. they don't add a uh, banner on. So it's something to be aware of. Yeah. I also, in the next breath, I've never heard of, um, you know, the police ever turning up to anyone's house like, I hear no. you're getting cookies. No, but um, it's unethical and it's exactly. not what we Exactly, you want to be do. transparent with your users, yes. you know, and you want to make sure, you know, you're ticking all the boxes that you should be just ticking, so. Perfect. So if you're collecting analytics, if you're collecting that data, yeah. make sure you've got a cookies banner on. If you're not, don't worry about it. Exactly. Lovely stuff. Perfect. Thank you. Okie doke. So next we have Jasmine. She asks, what can I do if I really can't afford a website right now? My wedding business is still on the side and barely makes any money at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is tricky tricky and I totally get it because we, Louise and I, this is our second business that we've set up. Our first, we ran separately from each other. We played together for Lucky Night. And it's tough, man, when yeah. you're just getting started and you don't know, like, what you're doing and where you're not making any money and you don't want to, like, funnel loads of money into stuff. I totally get it. But in the same breath, I think that in order to make money, you have to have a professional online presence. appearance, presence. Yeah. People don't want to spend money with someone that they can't research, mm-hmm. that they can't, like, find online. That's scary. It freaks people out. You yeah. know, it's, we're living in the modern world. People need a website. So... If you cannot afford to get a website professionally done, totally fair. If you can't even afford a template, also totally fair. But you will need to go to somewhere like Squarespace, I mean Wix, if you want to make that a last resort, because like WordPress, it has many issues. Make your own. Even if it's just a home, if it's just a landing page with a nice photo yeah. of you and your name and a bit of blurb about what you do and how people can get in touch, at least then people yeah. can research you, they can see that you're like an official business, they can see what you're up to. That would be the bare minimum. You don't have to splash out. You don't need to spend yeah, yeah. thousands on like a custom-made website. You don't even need to spend hundreds on a premium template. But spend that £8 a month. Yeah. Get yourself a website up and running. It can be as basic as possible. Use one of Squarespace's free templates. Yeah. Just so that people can see that you're authentic, you're trustworthy, and then you can build on that the more and more successful and the more money you make. Exactly. And they've got somewhere to actually, you know, to have all your contact information, isn't it? Just yeah. a contact form does like the world of wonders, doesn't it, really? So. They won't contact you unless you make it easy. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh... And it takes a lot of the pressure off of um, places like people think they can have like an Instagram or a Facebook profile and like everything will be fine. And a lot of people are cool with that. Like mm. a lot of people will see a business Instagram and be like, great, I will get in touch with that person. But let's say that you don't post on your business Instagram for three weeks because you've had like a holiday or something happened in your family or you're going away for something else. And people look at that and they think, oh, well, it's been three weeks, they're not active, they won't see it. They won't bother. So having somewhere online that doesn't require your constant input Mm. to keep it alive is a massive Yeah, definitely. And again, with the security things, Mm. Instagram and all those accounts, they can quite easily be hacked. I personally, I've had mine taken once before. That was a nightmare to get back. It's horrible. It's horrible when that happens. But, um, But yeah, I mean, I just for me personally I wouldn't 
buy even like or be interested in services unless they have a website no. a lot of times I've gone to a profile they don't have a website there for me to read more or find out more I'm out because yeah. I just you know I don't know who this person is it's online I don't know I want to do my research I'm yeah. a big researcher yeah, I yeah. think most women are yeah. I think that if you're a, a service business especially that targets mm. women they're gonna want to research you. Yeah. They want to know more about you. So give them that opportunity. Exactly. Or they will and scrolling through like someone's like all their posts and stuff like that to then. find the pricing list to find some sort of compact is not no one's the way that. to do it. Yeah, no one's doing that. It's too yeah. much effort. Definitely. So yeah, you do need a website, but you can do it on the cheap if you need to at the at first. Yes, definitely. All right, babe. All right, here we go. Last one for you. Cool. Hannah's asked: Should all of your offers be on a dedicated services page, or should they all have their own individual pages? Very good question. A really good question. Um, and unfortunately, it's one of those ones where it depends. Um, it just depends on, like, it obviously depends on how many services you have, how many, like, if they are linked together. Um, as in, like, uh, say you are creating wedding stationery, but maybe uh, you also do other, like, business stationery as well. They, it's obviously the same kind of service, but you're targeting very different people. So for that example, I would say have individual ones because me Googling wedding stationery will be very different from I'm owning a business and I want some like headers, yeah. you know, like uh, paper branded headers, stationery, yeah. you know. And so, and that's what a lot of that is, uh, you know, different pages is for, is so that you can target very different people because... When Google's kind of searching and crawling around your site mm. and it's seeing like wedding and business and, you know, and these kind of, it gets quite confused about what mm. the actual content is. So bundling it together under one header, I would always say, so what you're wanting your URL wise is services slash wedding stationery, services slash, you know, uh, business stationery. And that's best for SEO. Looking at that sort of. Yes, because nice. it, it gives, it gives uh, Google and, and all kind of crawlers an idea about what these things are like and how they're grouped together and then there's some kind of overlap and, and cross of it and stuff like that so yes it, it does depend I think if you're talking basically if you're targeting different people mm-hmm. I would say kind of keep it separate because you're treating it like a sales landing page you know I'm googling wedding stationery and so I want to hit that I don't want to know about the business stuff so yeah I want to hit that landing page and then if I want to inquire or like learn more do that research exactly. just talking about you have the option to do that exactly so but in the next example so my mum does um she does eyelash extensions Mm -hmm. and so that she has different services such as eyelash removal hybrids or and like adding more on and top ups and things like that different eyelash services different eyelash services but that would all be the same page because i'm the same that's the same audience that you're targeting is that if i'm putting them on i'm probably at some point needing to take them off as well you know so you'd like to think yeah um you know so yeah so that's kind of the the logic different audience different pages so do you think the kind of ideal because this is what we do so i'd like to (laughs) you have like a kind of a main services page with links to all of your different areas on there and then every sort of either if it's eyelashes and then all of your eyelash services are on there or if you have business stationery, wedding stationery, children's party stationery. Yeah. Go you can either have that on one landing uh, services page where you're saying, here are all my different services. Here are all the links to the different Go places. To or you can put that on your homepage. That's the other one. If you don't have a huge amount of content or services, mm-hmm. you know, and then just saying, this is our, this is for these people, this is for these people, and then there's your separate links. So great. So it kind of depends. But yeah, I think always, yeah, try and make it as, as clear as possible for your user. Um, yeah. Love that. Hopefully. Oh, we're good. 
Right, your final one now. Oh, you ready? Ready, ready, ready. Um, so Sass asks, can I use graphics from Canva on my website? Ooh. Yes. So as long as you are using the graphics provided by Canva in the plan that you are on, so you mm-hmm. cannot use premium graphics anywhere if you only have a free account. You can only use free graphics. But yeah, if you say you have a free account and you take you make like a you take a photo of yourself, you put it in Canva. You use one of Canva's own graphics from their kind of upload section. You pop it on the image as a little, you know, cheeky graphic on top. You can use that on your website because you have the license for it through your Canva account. Yeah. Same with Pro. You, if you've got a Pro account, you can use literally anything on there and you can use it anywhere that you like because that's what Canva is licensed for. Definitely. So fill your boots. Definitely. As long as you're not using something outside of your plan limits, you're fine. And why would you not use it on your website? Canva. The reason the reason why I'm asking this is because I found out from from you a while ago is that uh, basically that anyone can kind of copy oh, that you yeah. don't own the copyright of it. Yeah, you no. don't you don't own the copyright of it. You're using it's a kind of the same as a stock image. So yeah, if you download an image from um, Shutterstock or anywhere like that, even if you've got a premium plan, if that uh, artist takes that off of the site and decides that people don't have the right to use it anymore, that's up to them to do. And the same is true, true of Canva. Yeah. You don't, you're sort of, you're paying a license fee, but you're almost borrowing it. Mm. So it doesn't really belong to you, but you do have the right to do that. And like you said about the uh, the cookies thing, the most that people can do is email you and say, actually, I've taken that down, I'm not allowed to use that yeah. anymore. And you have to then remove, remove it. it. Yeah. If you choose not to, that's when it becomes a problem. So right, yeah, yeah. you're not going to get in heaps of trouble. And Canva licensing actually... Is super tight. They're really good about it on their end. Okay. But there's things like if you... So Canva branding is a big one because if they're not assets that you have created and uploaded into Canva, again, you don't own it. Right, So yeah. you could build an entire visual brand on graphics that you don't own, which right. is a problem. Yeah, okay. That's there we go. Yeah, yeah. So I've made branding in Canva for people quite a lot but I always use if I, if there's graphical elements to those logos they're things that I've created yeah don't use the stock within Canva yeah as part of logo designs because it doesn't belong to you it's yeah. an absolute nightmare also, yeah and, and anyone can have that isn't it as well you can, yeah, yeah you can I just... mean yeah if you're using a logo template from Canva yeah you're asking for trouble yeah yeah. <laughs> because you're just going to look identical to so, someone could easily pretend to be you know <gasps> Be your website, so be your business. Yeah. Easy, yeah. so easy. Which is harder to do when you have something that's been put together customly because yeah. you just try and copy my amazing design work, bitch. You also, at least then you've got some legality to say, actually, Ooh. no, you have copied it. Whereas if you've just used the canvas stuff, they go, well, we've both paid the same license, so we've both got the rights to it. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, deal you've with got it. Not yeah. a leg to stand on. No, definitely. Exactly. So that's the only thing to be cautious of, I guess. Definitely. But yeah. otherwise, love Canva. Oh, so God. good. It's the absolute best. I saw, um, I posted it on my Instagram actually the other day, but oh, Canva's no. like completely female owned and it's, it was rejected by something like 60 venture yeah. capitalists before it was taken on. And now it's like one of the highest grossing web apps in the world. Yeah. So go them, go Canva. Well done. They saw, they knew what we needed. They knew what the business oh, was. Oh, yeah, and, it, and it's great. Yes, definitely. So much. Uh, obviously, we're a big fan of Adobe and all that, but um, for, for simpletons like me, I really, I really do prefer. Like, 
And like, I know that Adobe Express is here now, but that is that has come out as a contender to Canva. Canva were like and also smashing it out of the park, and Adobe yeah. went, "Oh my god!" They were caught sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> sleeping. They nice. were. Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't have quite as good uh, features. I haven't used it. I'm too loyal to Canva. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they came first, bitch. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, they were. They were tempting me with the AI stuff. So I was like, "Oh, I'll have a little play around." Canva, they are. Yeah, no, I know. I haven't played around with that probably yet. So, so I think it's only it. for copywriting. I don't think yeah. they have like image AI or anything. But oh, well, I, I tried it with the Adobe one and it was all right. Everything was a bit weird and wonky, but you know. That's AI. And that's I mean, that's at the moment, yeah. But soon they'll be all <laughs> the other ones. The I mean, yeah. I think it was like weird. I put in like tofu and it was just like squidgy stuff. Oh, what a shock. So yeah. An AI generated image of tofu. Didn't There's loads of photos of tofu. I'm not, I thought they would have smashed that down. God, what a vegan. I know, right? Sorry, just absolutely poured out. I was like, I just wonder if it would do like. I think I was eating like a bowl of like peanut tofu stuff. I was like, I was like, do it, (laughs) make it the exact thing I'm eating right now. Oh my god, that is hysterical. I'm not very creative, as you can tell. (laughs) Very logical. I'm eating this now. Draw it for me. (laughs) Do my dinner. (laughs) Right then, my babe. That was super fun. Um, I hope we've answered everyone's questions, like we said at the beginning. We'll definitely do this again because I think this stuff freaks people out and it's nice for them to have a little chat about stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, DM us as well. Have a chat with us. Book yeah. a little coffee break. Even if it's just to talk shit about Canva, we love that. Yes, exactly. No drums. <laughs> um, perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. That was super Cheers, fun. Bye. 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 Well, babe, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Lucky Biz podcast. We hope that you found it informative and fun and that it's given you loads of actionable tips to take into your own small business. If you want to connect with us and have a chat about anything that we've spoken about today, you can find us on Instagram. We're at Lucky Night Studio or head to our website, www.luckynightstudio.co.uk. You'll find loads of great web and digital resources on there, such as website templates, social media bundles, and heaps of happy hour and SEO services. It's been super fun recording this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did, and we'll catch you on the next one.